What's going on, y'all? It's your boy Kev coming to you loud, live, and in color. Season two, episode one of the Wednesday Experience podcast. I am so excited to be back with you all. And if you're new to the podcast, the Wednesday Experience podcast takes you on a journey of life, laughter, and wisdom. It is the hope that something is said to not only help you today, but as you travel down this road we call life. I wanted to take this journey with some of the people who I not only admire, but also respect as they are game changers and life influencers. So today, as we start see, I wanted this season to be dedicated to all of my higher ed colleagues, right? Um, over the last year of the panoramic, I- I'm going to call it a parallelogram, whatever, you know what I mean, y'all. Over the last year, it has been increasingly tough for us as educators uh, to make sure that our students are still getting the education that they need and the experience that they deserve in the midst of a global pandemic. And so I wanted to, to highlight some of my higher ed colleagues, and so I'm doing just that. And today I get to start with somebody who is no stranger to uh, higher ed and someone that I know makes sure that students have an amazing experience while I'm on campus. I would like to introduce to some and present to others, none other than the Jeffrey Southall. Jeffrey, what's going on? How are you? Hello? Jeffrey? Can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay. Can you hear me? Yes. All right. You heard the whole intro, right? I did. I did. Okay. Okay, cool. All right. So I want to introduce to some present to others, none other than the Jeffrey Southall. Jeffrey, how are you? Hey, I'm doing really good, Kev. Thanks for having me. Welcome to the experience. We're so glad to have you. So we're going to jump right in, okay? So I want you, now I gave a brief introduction, right? But I want you to introduce yourself, any businesses that you might have started, creations, and then any Greek or service orgs you may be a part of. Um, so again, my name is Jeffrey Southall II, born and bred in Omaha, Nebraska, right here in the sticks, uh, a proud <laughs> graduate of the Central State University in Wilberforce, Ohio, the historically black university in the state of Ohio, the only uh, public HBCU in the state of Ohio. Um, so um, I am a, a proud member a proud and polished and uh, acceptable <laughs> member of those men that are pretty and smart and it can and and only can do it better than any other Black Greek fraternity. Uh, a man of Kappa Alpha Psi fraternity, Incorporated. Oh well, I, I, I'm gonna let you have that one tonight, okay? I, I'm gonna let <laughs> I, if that makes you feel good. And as you sleep prettier at night, I'm going to let you have it. So, y'all, you know, me and Jeff go back and forth, right? Because I went to Kentucky State, and he went to rivals. Central State, and we are like rivals, right? Rivals. Now, now, we all know who the better school is, you know, in Frankfort, Kentucky. But, you know, I, I'm going to let Jeff be great tonight, and we're going to go from there. Thank so, you, Carmen. I, I want to ask you this question. Yeah. To higher education, and was it your original career goal? So education has always been my uh, career goal. However, um, I started off as an English education major at Central State. And um, and we know how HBCUs are, you know, the the, you know, student life 
student affairs is the lifeblood of every HBCU. Everyone knows that. And so um, in my experience being in student government, very active member in student government, um, an active member of the Central State uh, University uh, Chorus under the direction of William Henry Caldwell, um, an active uh, being in leadership, you know, under him, and also um, taking on uh, the initiative that I did. I'm very proud of the initiative I took um, at Central State, and that was reestablishing the position of Mr. Central State. Um, I'm a very, I'm very happy and proud of myself for taking on that initiative, and so. And looking, even taking that and then looking um, in my personal journey at Central State and the struggles that I had um, of, uh, you know, f- of course, finances, that was, I wasn't the only one. So, you know, I was, you know, finances, okay. and, you know, all that and, and no money and not, you know, not money to eat, but also no money to get from, you know, fall semester to spring semester and, fi- you know, signing over promissory notes and all right well. Okay, listen. I can barely promise my next my my next meal. Okay, exactly. So in that, um, I saw different administrators, or I experienced different administrators, um, vice presidents, uh, Mr. Caldwell, faculty that took a a personal interest in me and invested in me. Um, not only just, you know, helping me take care of my balances, but actually showing me what, you know, not only college life is all about, but what it looks like to invest in other people and what the expectation is for that return on investment. And so then I understood, I'm like, wow, these people have invested in me. I've, I call them my angels that God put in my life, um, being a first gen out of Omaha, you know, where I had no support, you know, so my parents didn't know how to support me as their first child going off to college out of state. Individuals took on me as their responsibility and even including the president of the institution, which is, which is, you know, still amazing to me. And so I'm like, you know what, I want to do this. If, 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 if they can make my life or make me feel this valuable and then may have changed my life in this such a way by only showing me love, concern, um, you know, tough love and, 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 and having a, having my best interest at heart. Like, I want to do this too, you know, and do it wholeheartedly, you know, and then, uh, then I, the method of, which I'm pretty sure they weren't, didn't see that they were doing, but they were investing in, in the world. And so, you know, in their investment in me, and now look, I'm, you know, at a, you know, a university, you know, a major university and trying to do the same thing and in investing in other students so that we constantly, you know, have to, you know, kind of do what we can to change the world. And the way that we change the world is by making sure that we're in, that we're pouring ourselves and, and then also pouring um, positivity, you know, good learning life skills, strategies, what it is, you know, character, you know, character, um, instruments into them so they in turn become worldly impactful uh, citizens okay so you know we, we kind of have a, a same the same journey right i had yeah. amazing mentors at kentucky state university and i never knew that student affairs could be my whole entire career right yeah yeah uh, but but they poured into me and i mean it was just, just very invaluable things yeah. that you just that you, that you can't pay for right mm-hmm. and so I wanted to give my students that same kind of experience. Like, hey, you yeah. can make this. 
and I don't want you to fall in the same pitfall, pitfalls, right. or the you know the potholes, or to have the same challenges that I had to face, right? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So when you think about Central State University, right? Because we know that you know I'm from Ohio. We know Central State is in the middle of absolutely nowhere. Okay, it yeah. is up in the sticks. But what would you tell your 18 year old self if you can go back and talk to 18 year old Jeff? What would you say? My 18 year old self. Uh-huh. Uh huh. You know, if, if um, actually knowing how I was at 18. And to tell my 18-year-old self that, trust me, it's going to get better. Not it's going to get better. It's about to get better. Okay. Yeah, I, I, would, I would tell him that. Because, you know, that per, that Jeffrey was in a place of, he was just existing. Mm-hmm. You know, with no direction. And, and, you know, I don't, and then taking the initiative to go to Central State and, and all of a sudden, and the rest is history. So I, that's what I would tell them, and, and to trust trust the process. You know, so I, I ask everybody that comes on the on the podcast. I ask them all. I ask everybody that same question, and everybody says the same thing: to trust the process. Wow! Yeah. You know, yeah. How, how important is trusting the process? Like when you hear when you tell someone that, or when you hear that, how how important is it to trust your process? It's it's. And so in my journey, you know, I had to trust it. And then, you know, um, we had, we, you know, we would have convocations at Central State. Mm-hmm. The whole campus shut down and we'd go to the, you know, auditorium and we'd have a speaker come in, sometimes a celebrity. And um, I can't remember who it was, but the words have stuck with me ever since then. I think it was my sophomore year. And they, they said, you don't don't ever go with don't ever go through time you go with time Mm -hmm. and so from there that has stuck with me for all these years and which is connected to trusting the process right where you know i i learned not to not to uh, compare myself i learned i learned not to compare myself to um to other people's to other people's journey because it wasn't their journey. It was my, you know, it's my journey. So I learned, I learned all of that. And then, um, you know, how to do, you, it was, I learned how to, you know, kind of, when you say trust the process, trusting yourself, trusting the universe, tr- for me, trusting God, and that it's only, I can only go through this. And he who doesn't put more on you than can bear, because that's, that's really true. Um, but it, it's also the, you know, in the process is, you know, it, you're supposed to become, if, if you're focused on everybody else's journey and comparing yourself, you lose, you lose interest in your own self of who you are. Absolutely. And so in this, I learned a lot about myself and trusting the process and going with time. I learned so much about Jeffrey. I learned about Jeffrey's talents. I learned about um, that it was okay for Jeffrey to say that he didn't like this and that. And, you know, and I learned about Jeffrey's weaknesses, but also was bold enough to tell Jeffrey, okay, these are what you need to, this, if these are your weaknesses, this is what you need to practice and strengthen. And so, um, you know, going with time, you know, I was able to, I was able to uh, learn what I was able to learn, what I was supposed to catch, appreciate, love what I was supposed to, what I was supposed to, everything that was with me. And in in that, I was, I come, you know, I, I was able to, Everything that I learned from people, from my mentors, from 
you know, faculty, staff, administrators, and president at, at Central State that poured into me, all of that stuck with me. You know, the things that Mr. Caldwell taught us, you know, in, in, in choir rehearsals every day, all of that stuck with me. And, and it was, it was very, it was valuable that I needed all of it to activate it, you know, in my success, not only as a, a, a higher ed professional, but as an individual. Right. I, I needed all of it. And so if I was going through it, I would have just been, you know, oh, okay, you know, just help me, help me. But I was able to sit down with these individuals, learn from them, gain what I did, and even learn from my mistakes, learn from my trials and my tribulations during college. Because it, 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 in those moments, I really learned who I was. I really kind of was able to even kind of learn my own strength and how, how, really, how strong I was, you know, which was then I was able to tackle even more monsters and more beasts, you know, you know, as I that older, yeah. So let, let's fast forward from eighteen to now. You're a thirty-something man. Yeah. How would you how, how would you define wisdom at this current age? Ooh. I would. I would. I would say wisdom is is um you know those jewels that those 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 precious jewels you know that tennis bracelet from that diamond tennis bracelet from Tiffany's or the you know those that uh, those you know all of that that you kind of you don't ever let anyone you don't put on display because you you're very careful in handling them and you put them away but they're there you just care of those right I feel like wisdom, for people or for me are those things that I have taken from other people, from listening from other people and that I cherish and I am a good steward of and I protect and make sure that I also share in those experiences by sharing those um, nuggets of wisdom with, with my students, with my colleagues and, um, and, you know, and, and, and also kind of reflect you know, reflect on those nuggets of wisdom that I have with myself in those times of need. You know, um, when I'm going through some challenges with work or with school, but um, wisdom, wisdom is—I uh, don't know—it's—it's it's, it's like it's to me, it's almost like the source of the source of logic. It's like almost the source of being exceptional mm -hmm. in what one does. You know, and being able to stand confidently, I think wisdom wisdom is that infrastructure of not just success, but of this intellectual wholesomeness that can only be accomplished by being quiet. That's good. You, you know, most folks just want to talk, 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 talk. But you you said. <laughs> It's the moment where you're silent. I think that the the best wisdom comes. Mm -hmm. I, I know. I know at least for Kevin. You know. You know he comes in like in a really still small voice, and you mm -hmm. can't hear that still small voice if you're always moving and running and moving yeah. and running. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you really can. So, so you 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 left Central State. You're back in Omaha, Nebraska now. Um, you're a native Nebraskan. Yes. Um, so, 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 what is it that you do now? Like, what is, what is your role now? 
Yeah, so yeah, so I currently serve as the associate director in the Office of Student Life at the University of Nebraska at Omaha. And so in my in my role, I the Student Service Leadership and Innovation Collaborative. And so in my department, I have the fortunate uh, opportunity to um, employ students as student workers, but they're more like student interns. Okay. And I place each student at different nonprofits in the community, giving them more of a community engaged experience. Okay. And so, um, you know, with that, we also do a lot of, of course, I bring my HBCU practices everywhere I go. <laughs> so, you know, we do that conferencing thing, you know, and, and because, you know, there's a lot of, there's so much value in conferencing. Um, a lot of universities don't really understand that or departments at universities don't really get how what conference, how conferencing can change a student's life. So we do a lot of conferencing. Um, my students also develop e-portfolios where um, they develop that. And, and that's really um, a reflective tool or instrument I have in place where they meditate, reflect on themselves and their engagement with our eight learning outcomes outlined by the division. And so that includes just name a few, self-awareness, intercultural competency, civic and social responsibility, communication, leadership, you know, those four of the eight, yeah. Okay, so in your role, how important is authenticity in the work that you do? Oh yeah, so students can smell they can smell fakeness. Absolutely. Especially these young people. <laughs> they they can smell it. And and you know, and in and, and I and you know this with college students, you can't say, Yeah, I'm gonna do this and not follow through. Mm -hmm. Because they're gonna come, they're gonna circle back. And then that one thing that you said you were gonna do and you didn't do, you ain't worth the salt putting bread for the rest of their college career. <laughs> Ask me how I know. <laughs> right. So um, authenticity. Um, so I. So this is how I. This is how I, authenticity is extremely important. But where it begins, it doesn't begin in the position. The authenticity begins actually when one pursues or applies for a particular position. Mm -hmm. So if you know if you are going to apply for a position, you I feel one has to have some type of or form of connection to the work that they're pursuing or wanting to uh, be assigned. And so in that, I really feel like I'm, I really feel like I'm living out my purpose. I'm not so much in this position, um, but it, it, but the position is, has, is being, uh, I, I really feel I'm being used in this position and how, at, at large in my purpose, um, I really feel this is ministry. So I really feel like that um, where I'm placed right now is where I'm supposed to be, you know, in the universe. I mean, to give where, you know, whatever, whatever my talents are, my strengths are to be utilized in this in this way. And so but I'm only successful, you know, in or I'm I only I should say this. I'm sorry. I'm I'm, I'm only a successful student affairs practitioner. Because I do believe I am authentic. I'm very um, genuine and original, not only in my approach to the work that I do, the curriculum that I build, the programming and event planning and, you know, and, you know, 
identifying of conferences, but it's really, um, I'm very authentic with my students. And what, what helps me is because they are me and I was them. Mm -hmm. So I can't help but be, you know, cater to that. I really can't help but have a heart for that because, you know, so many people gave me, you know, so much of themselves. I'm unfit not to do the same. Um, so with the students, you know, and I have to be authentic and it's not so much, you know, and let's be clear, I, these students don't run me. You know, I don't, you know, they can't just be telling me what to do and I need this and I need that. Right. But there's a level of, the, of a relationship that I'm able to, I have established with, with my students where we have an understanding that I would try my hardest. I would do all that I can. And if I don't have it, you best believe I have the access to, to guide you to that particular resource. Mm -hmm. So um, authenticity is extremely important to anyone's success who chooses to do higher ed because higher ed is not for the faint. It's not at all for the weak. <laughs> What you said. <laughs> it's not for the weak and that's not for the faint. So if you are coming, you have to have your A game and, and, and the A game being authenticity. You have to be, you have to have a heart for this, for this work and for this mission. You really, and I mean, sometimes your heart's going to be broken. It's going to be, you pierced at sometimes, but you know, that's, that's, that's a good sign of you, you have your, you're, you're in the right place. So yeah, authentic, authenticity, it, it's, it's a major uh, driver of one's success as a student experience practitioner or higher ed, um, you know, professional. Okay. So, you know, we, we talk about, you know, <laughs> working in higher education, I, I've always said it's like a ministry, right? I, I go from assignment to assignment. Mm -hmm. I don't call them jobs. It's assignment to assignment. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I, 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 I'm sure you've experienced this. There is nothing, it happened to me today. There is no better feeling to me than on a rough day when a student comes by your office to either, you know, ask your advice or, you know, yeah. ask your question. I was talking to one of my students. I was on a Zoom call and I got off and a student knocked on my door. He said, hey, Reese, what's going on? I'm like, what's going on? He was like, do I look all right? I'm going to an interview. I know you would know. Am I good? Do I look all right? And I'm like, I got you. You know, it, it's, it's a commitment, I think, that we have, you know, to our students because somebody gave it to us. Yeah, you know, and so I, I was just that that really made my day today because it was a little rough. It's been it's been a little crazy, yeah. but yeah. that made my day like that. You would come to me, you know, yeah, to make sure you, to make sure you're good. So when you think about that, we 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 tend to wear ourselves down as practitioners, right? Because we want to give our students the world, make sure they had this great experience. You know that it's engaging, that it's invigorating, that it's it's educational. What do you do for self care? If, if you had, what, what's your self-care routine, if any? How do you spell that? Self-care? <laughs> I mean, because li listen, <laughs> people are, well, Kevin, Kevin, what do you do? It depends on what day, you know? <laughs> I don't, I mean, it's, it's. Ah, man, I, I'm working on it. I, I'm okay. now that I, I'm being all transparent. I'm, I'm, I'm literally working. Now, let me tell you what would have been my self-care would have been homecoming. <laughs> now, if COVID wasn't here, and because this is homecoming week, I was going to home. I would, I would, I would come back to Omaha, ready. I mean, I'm, I, I, I'll be good all the way up until I promise you. <laughs> but th th that's what homecoming does. It, it's like, it's yeah. like a, 
it's an invigoration. It's just it's, like, it's, oh my God, yeah. all my friends, it just uh, yeah. it's, it's restoration, it's invigorating, you know, it's invigorating, it's it's another, it's just like a restart. It's reminding refresh that it's just it's so fulfilling and uh it's just other extra boost of power that that homecomings give us. So you know, I, I tell people I, I liken it to going to a, a higher ed conference, right? You know, yeah. Be by the time March gets here, your cup is empty. Yeah. So when you leave, your cup is completely full. You can go back ready to serve or do whatever oh, you got to do. Yeah. Because you, you you had that outpouring of love. Yeah. That you that you literally grew up with. You know. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's just you no know, judgment. People know you, they really you, and and they love, love, and just it's just the best ever. It is, I, you know, our homecoming is next weekend. I mean, now while it's a bit scaled down from our typical celebration, yeah, uh, I, I'm just glad. I'm just glad to see some friends, you know, and people I know. that I know and that I can, you know, that I can trust, you know. Yeah, uh, I was yeah. talking to one of, my, one of my one of my coworkers here, and he's like, you know, you never you never hang out with us, and you you never you know just get down. And I'm thinking like, because I don't know you, yeah, I you don't know, know. Yeah. I don't, I don't know, know you, yet. you know. <laughs> but I but I, I know when I roll to 400 East Main Street, you know, yeah. I'm gonna have oh, a good yeah. time. I can let my hair down because I trust those people, you know. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I I grew with those people over the last. Yeah you know, 17 years. And so I yeah. trust those individuals, you know, to have my best interest at heart, right? Yeah, yeah. It's oh, so hard to explain to those who weren't gifted, you know, of having an HBCU. But, you know, it's another conversation. I guess. <laughs> so yeah. we, 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 we've been in this parallelogram, okay? That's how I'm calling a parallelogram, okay? Yeah. For nearly 19 months. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but what lessons have you learned about yourself or, or you know, your work ethic or anything about yourself? What have you, what has COVID taught you? What has COVID gifted you? What, what COVID lessons have you been gifted? I'll say it like that. Yeah. COVID, um, the, the best lesson it, it, it gave me was COVID sat me down you know, it will set all of us down and slowed us down all of, you know, kind of slowed us up a little bit, but uh -huh. it, it really, it allowed me to look at, look at my department, look at my office, look at my students, you know, look at the programming and play curriculum. And it was able to, you know, you look at what you've done every year. You already know what's coming up. Oh, it's October. We got this coming to planet. COVID taught me because we all had to rethink, right? We had to redesign. Mm -hmm. We had to do a lot of this, all this modifying. And so the, the major lesson I learned was stick to what matters. And that's, that was a lesson. So remain intentional, stick with what matters, all the other stuff. It doesn't, if it doesn't matter, if it's for showboating and monkey shining that my grandmother used to say, but no, no depth, no, no quality, get rid of it. And so then I was able to do a, a major uh, dive into curriculum, uh, um, ER events, mm -hmm. our, 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 everything, and, and, and restructure 
making it and making it intentional for the student experience. You know, making things more intentional. During COVID, I developed a speaker series uh, around diversity, equity, inclusion. Um, and um, so I had people, national experts come in via Zoom and speak with my students. And so that was the start of it, of, you know, let's refocus ourselves, every all of us, on what really matters, which it, during COVID, to me, in my, in my area, um, I wanted us to really dig deep into diversity, equity, inclusion, and what that really so that was, the, yeah, to sit down, evaluate what has been done, and then mm-hmm. redesign what needs to be done. And so, and that's, and that's what, that's what was my biggest lesson. That's what I took away from COVID. And that's how I acted in COVID. You know, what, what's so interesting about COVID, people, you know, for Kevin, I always say that, you know, I, I, I can remember being like in 2019, I was just tired. I was running all the time. Like when I lived in Lincoln, legit, I worked three jobs, Jeffrey. Okay. I would go to work from 4 a.m. to 7 a.m., go back to the house, get in the shower, get dressed. I worked at the university from 8 to 5. And then on the weekends, I would go work at Outback, you know, from 5 to 10, 5 to 11, you know. And, and, and why was I doing it? I didn't need the money. I think I was just so bored with what was going on that I had to have some extra stimulation. Wow. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I had yeah. all, I mean, the, granted, I, I have my scholarship program and all my money goes to my scholarship program. Right. But yeah. I was just like, you know, but I, I kept saying how tired I was and I just needed like, just, just give me a few guys, give me a few moments to catch my breath. Right. And granted it was self-imposed. Right. But I kept saying, yeah. you know, just give me a few moments. And I can remember I was at regionals for Sigma in St. Louis when COVID started and it was like God put the world on hold just for me to catch my breath. Like mm. those six months were so it. much needed for me. And I was like, to know that you cared that much about Kevin, mm. and, I mean, to, to put the world on hold to give me yeah. a point. It's just a, even if it was a quick one, right? Because I had just been. So um, it, it taught me a lot about myself. So I, I can appreciate that you. you yeah. Know, one thing you said, you said stick to what matters. And I think that's what's important. And I yeah. think people forget that, right? They get a yeah. little high and mighty and they forget what really matters. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. So what is one word that guides your life or one thought? One word or one thought? I'll leave it up to you. <laughs> one word or one thought. Hmm. Um, I love these questions. It makes folks think. It, 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 they'd be like, yeah. wait a minute. Well, well, let, well, let me. Uh, well, well, I know, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking. Uh, you know, if I had to, there's okay. So there are many. So if I had to choose one, it would be. It's not about you. It's so, not about you. Yeah. I, I, I wish some other higher education administrators and people that we know would understand <laughs> that it's not about them. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, I said, I, I hope I never get to the point. Like, I've had some bosses and supervisors, and I'm just like, oh, Jesus. Like, I, I need y'all just to do better because y'all, but, y'all, y'all are, y'all not setting good examples, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's, it, but, you know, but also those are good things because I'm going to share, 
showing that to me, I was I was able to. Uh, I know what I, I know what kind of leader, and then I also know what leader from and which have been implemented by both good and bad practiced leaders. That mm. you know, so um, I was able even from college. I you know when I was undergrad. I, I I've I've taken so much from my mentors of who they are and pre- in their practices and in their characteristics. I've taken so much from them. Like I've I've hijacked so so much from them, you know, and how I want in the kind of leader and um, higher ed professional. I want. And um, and even now I'm still learning from other. I'm just, I'm learning from other people. Like my boss, I love her to death. You know, my assistant vice chancellor, she's the she's the she's the bomb. You know, and I, I'm I'm constantly learning from her. You know, and and you know, yearning, you know, all and able to, you know, I, I love her feedback because it's very direct, it's honest, and it's one hundred. You know, mm-hmm. and sometimes it's not what I want to hear, but I know it's what I need. So I love that kind of stuff. You know, I don't like, I don't, you know, you know, vegetables. Like you need the vegetables to grow. Don't like them, but I'm gonna eat them because I know I need it. And, and eat the whole and eat, and, eat, and eat the whole row, okay? Oh, the whole row, because I mean, I'm gonna put it to good <laughs> use, right? So yeah, so um, which helps, which you know, and I've always like it's never, it's it's never about me. It it, it never is about me. And in, in this work, it's not about me. It's not about being, you know, named or wanting to be a part of the, you know, the the higher ed professionals group in the city or young prof. It's not about that. Are those nice? Yeah, they're nice. But it's really about the students that I'm serving and my and the colleagues that I'm that I'm co-serving with, and the university I'm serving, you know, and that kind of stuff. That's what it's about, and I enjoy that. And I, I, I and that's what I appreciate about you. Like, you know, we've had a few conversations, you know, down through the years, especially over this last year. Yeah. And you can you can always tell when folks are just genuinely connected and concerned about the students that they serve. And yeah. so when I when I was crafting my second season, I wanted people who I knew had a genuine and a dedication to student learning, right? Student outcomes, student development. Because yeah. um, you know anybody can get a title, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, I got a title, but, but, but where's the where's the work beyond the title? Yeah. You know, are are you engaged beyond your title? Right. Exactly. You know, we did an activity. Uh, we were at NASPA at the at the um, African American Men's Knowledge Council. Or it's it's the African American Men session, and mm-hmm. uh, the presenter said, "I want you to introduce yourself without your name, without your title, without the things that you've done. I want you to introduce yourself." Mm-hmm. And can I tell you, it took people a long time. And I said that scares me that it took y'all more than five minutes to figure out who you were without your title. Yeah, you know, like yeah, <laughs> like what do you what do you do on the campus? I work in residence life. Oh, what's yeah. your title? What, what's your title? It doesn't matter. I work in residence right. life. I'm a servant. I'm a servant leader. What, what, what servant else? Do you leader. That's it. You know, um, and so I, I pray that I can always keep that level of humility, mm-hmm. um, you know, throughout my career. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I I, I want to hear this because you know often you know like I said we we, we burn ourselves out we go 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 as higher ed practitioners. So what has made you laugh this week, Jeff? What has made you laugh this week? <laughs> I mean, Ooh. just knock down, drag out. I mean, hearty belly laugh this week. Oh, um, but not at the expense of another, right? 
Because that wouldn't be good. It, it, it could be whatever. <laughs> whatever made you laugh, okay? Listen. Um, What made me laugh this week? Oh, man. You know, I'm trying to think. Because I, I, did, I did laugh. I left. It's Thursday, so I've laughed quite a bit. But it, um, <laughs> um, I, yeah, uh, you know, oh God, Kevin, you asked the wrong person. You asked the wrong because after listen, the week I had, <laughs> listen, listen, listen. Um, I, I, yeah, okay, okay. We, we, go, we I'm gonna circle back to this question, okay? Okay, so okay. If, 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 if you had, if I'm having a cookout, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you had to bring a, a a food item, a dish to yeah. express your personality. What would you bring, Jeff? Oh, uh, <laughs> another one oh, of those something. Because folks, I know like, exactly. I know exactly what I would bring. I would okay. bring. I would bring my southern butter pecan cake. Okay, why? Well, my roots are from the South. Um, the cake was is from scratch, meaning I'm not out the box. I'm, you know, I ain't, I don't come out from no box, so I'm authentic. I'm original, and you know, I had to put in some work to become who I am today. Okay. Uh, so, um, you know, everyone loves majority of people love pecans, you know, and that kind of thing. And uh, that cake always gets a reaction. Uh, the reaction I get from people is this wholesome, um, this exhale feeling of just of euphoria of, you know, they have a great experience and they love the cake. So I kind of embodied the cake. You know, I'm, for the most part, I believe everybody loves me because because I am Southern raised. I am authentic. I'm original um, and I'm true to myself. So. You know, I'm I'm very true to myself and very honest about myself and with myself. So in that, my relationships, my connections with uh, with with everyone I come in contact with, is um, very pleasing. It's memorable, and it's uh, it's real. And okay. so, and everybody who loves everybody, everyone who loves my cake, they want, and they'll never forget that experience and so i think i have the same effect on people okay so where can people if they if they, if they listen to this podcast episode say you know what oh i like him i, I want to follow him where can folks find you on social media or any professional things where can people follow you to, to hear all your nuggets of wisdom um well i'm i, <laughs> I, I i'm not as uh <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. But however, <laughs> however, I'm you know, but I mean, I'm on LinkedIn, Jeffrey okay. Southall the second. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm also on Facebook, Jeffrey Southall the second, and um and Instagram, I think, but more so Facebook and um and LinkedIn, and of course my email, you know, J Southall. Uh, my last name spelled S O U T as in Tom H A L L. I, I at unomaha.edu. Come on, like you're on the telephone trying to uh, explain to the credit card people. Here's right. Like, 
I was on the phone the other day with this lady and I kept saying my last name and she was like, oh, with the C. Ma'am, no. I said, like the candy. Like okay, the candy. She said, with the C. I said, Dog. are you stupid or are you stupid? Like, I was like, you, you got to be careful. Dog. Okay. All right. So listen, my our, our last piece tonight, right? Yeah. I need you to leave my people with a parting piece of encouragement or wisdom. Mm. Whatever's on your heart, encouragement or wisdom, whatever you want to share. Uh, I would I would say for everyone out there, I would say to love yourself and love the life that you're living. Okay. That's what I would say. Yeah, love yourself, love the life that you're living. And it will and if one if one does that up to your benefit and everything that you touch and everything that you um, engage yourself in because it's you know it's important that we share ourselves with with not only with everyone but with you know every institution every organization every affiliation that we're in you know we have to show we have to show up as individuals and and we unique selves and to continue to contribute to those um to those structures that we, you know, that we're, you know, in the spaces that we occupy within those structures. So it's all, you know, we don't want to just be space, you know, a space holder. We want to be major contributors to the work that we do. And this, in this, in this respect, higher ed. So in order for me to be a major contributor to of higher ed, I have to love it. And I do love it. I love my life. I love the work that I do. I love um, that I'm able to do it and do it well, practice it well. I, I love that, and I'm I'm I'll, I, I'm grateful to God for putting me here and giving me the opportunity. Okay, well, Jeffrey Southall, thank you for joining me tonight. I, you know, like I said when I when I started, when I crafted my higher ed season, I wanted folks who, you know, while, while yes, they may have a title, folks that are dedicated to the work, to the well being of our students, to make sure they're the and when I worked at Livingstone, um, the college president would always say, Dr. Jimmy R. Jenkins, uh, he would always say, we are in the business of taking students from where they are to where they need to be. Mm-hmm. And I know, I, I know that you're one of those people, right? And so uh, I celebrate you tonight for the work that you're doing, you. uh, for, the work, for the work that you that's coming your way and, and the doors that will be open, right? Because of your authenticity and, and because of your genuine dedication. Uh, so thank you for coming on the podcast tonight. Thank I you for having me, Ken. And, and so I'm going to leave y'all with this thought. Don't forget to govern yourself accordingly. Drink lots of water. Mind your business. Pay attention. Stay in your own lane. Be grateful for absolutely everything. Don't forget to smile as much as you can. And whatever you do, please don't forget to put on lotion because you cannot be ashy and be <laughs> successful. I'll talk to you later. Bye. <laughs>